Let's be honest, right? I don't even know what the hell will is. Do you? That's a quote from Hal Jordan, as he sat in a private confessional in the final issue of Heroes in Crisis, a story about how heroes deal with leading lives filled with violence and death and what they do to try and handle their trauma. It's a very contentious story for a lot of reasons that I've already spent entire episodes of this podcast talking about. I happen to enjoy Heroes in Crisis a lot, and I think most of the people who didn't got upset over seeing an interpretation of their favorite characters that they felt didn't gel with either continuity or just the image of those characters they had in their own head. And as you can imagine, the Green Lantern community didn't take this quote very well. The most positive reaction I've seen has been people calling this an unfortunate misstep for writer Tom King, who clearly understands the character of Hal Jordan because he wrote a fantastic Green Lantern one-shot during the Dark Side War, which is a very good issue. You should really go read it if you haven't. And I should say right at the top here that I believe all the backlash to this one panel of Hal Jordan talking is due exclusively to the way in which the panel was presented. In the eight issues prior, a single character would be given an entire page devoted to their confessional, yielding some really great character moments for the likes of Donna Troy and Superman. But as the narrative wrapped up in issue 9, the focus shifted to reinforcing the idea that these sorts of problems are what all heroes go through, that the character at the center of Heroes in Crisis' story isn't alone in his suffering. And they do that by foregoing the page-long confessionals and instead giving us page after page of single-panel excerpts from the confessionals of dozens of heroes. And it does hit the point home, though it's impossible for the individual panels to have the same impact as a full page did. There are a few that stand out as really well done, like Mr. Terrific talking about how people don't understand what he can do, using the metaphor of running on a racetrack and looking like you're trailing behind when you've actually lapped everyone else. But most of them just don't have the space to flesh out their point and end up feeling shallow. And that's what I feel happened with Hal. Because if you think about what Hal is saying and why he could be saying it, the question makes sense. I won't bore you with the incredibly verbose details, but scholars and philosophers have been writing about this topic forever, going at least as far back as Friedrich Nietzsche, and describing will as this very broad, hard-to-define concept. It's your volition, your self-control, you keeping your emotions and impulses in check. It's a mental process, it's the ability to make decisions, it's choice. It's a metaphysical force, a psychological principle. It is human behavior. And all of that probably makes it sound like we have an understanding of what will is, right? Well, that's because we're just confining it to the space of being an intangible, hypothetical concept and nothing more. Hal Jordan doesn't have that luxury. Hal lives in a world where, in order to truly understand will, you have to understand how an abstract concept can also be a physical object existing in three-dimensional space. Whenever a Green Lantern ring flares up, that light coming out of it is literally made of choice. That aura that lets them fly through space is made of human behavior. That construct boxing glove is a big mass of impulse control. Hal doesn't know what Will is? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. How exactly is he supposed to? We take it for granted that Hal is the quote-unquote greatest Green Lantern. Will powers his whole deal, so he must know it inside and out, right? 
there was this Photoshop panel going around of Captain Adam saying, let's be honest, I don't even know what atoms are, mocking the, the whole Green Lantern panel thing, while also perfectly exemplifying how everyone is thinking about this. And what nobody seems to get is that Captain Adam saying it about atoms is ridiculous because atoms physically exist and are observable and can be tested, studied, cataloged, and definitively known and quantified. Willpower can't. Again, it only exists in the abstract. Now, comics attempt to sidestep this and ground the concept. Since the moment the emotional spectrum was introduced, it was compared to the electromagnetic spectrum as a point of reference. Because the electromagnetic spectrum is a real quantifiable thing that people have some degree of understanding of, or have at least heard of. From there, it becomes all about how each emotional power interacts with the others. Hope amplifying will while dousing greed, which drains will, and so on. And those two layers, an explanation of how emotional powers play off of each other while also drawing a direct parallel to a real-world electromagnetic spectrum, makes it feel like this all makes sense. Makes it seem like these powers have been explained. But they haven't been. Because you can sit there and tell me everything you know about how the emotional spectrum works. You can tell me every word ever printed about how Guardian technology works, and you still won't have explained how something conceptual can physically exist. There's a reason why writers spent decades calling green energy plasma or light, or just playing green energy. Because it's easier to understand, and it's not abstract. Superhero comics do a good job of desensitizing us to unknowable, out-of-this-world concepts. It normalizes them, and we forget how ridiculously unbelievable they actually are. Until Tom King reminds us, by giving Hal a safe space to slow down and acknowledge how bizarre his situation is. I would encourage you to read Heroes in Crisis if you haven't already. Just know going in that this is not an event book. This is a character study focused on the effects of trauma on the superhero community, focused through the lens of a handful of core characters. It's not going to be delicate with any of your favorites, and nothing is sacred. If you can be okay with that, and you're legitimately interested in exploring these heroes as people, there's a lot here worth thinking about. And if you have any thoughts on willpower or heroes in crisis, let me know. Mosaicdanpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Dan Kurtzke. This has been episode three. Thank you for listening to my mosaic.